Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. <laughs> is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall, and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Hello, my beautiful Busy Mumsies. Ash here. Week two, January 2024. Who are we? I mean, how are you doing? Are you thriving? Are you living your best 2024? (laughs) Oh, dear. Um... I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to rock and roll and meet the next guest because I'm not going to lie. When I read that she danced for Beyonce, my jaw hit the floor and I was like, OMG, I need to know about this. I need to know about the audition process. I need to know everything. Well, today we are welcoming Cordelia Simpson onto the Busy Mumsy podcast. She is a mother, presenter, model, and fitness expert. She has her own yoga company. I just want to hear about how she's doing it all. She's a mama bear for Like, she's not playing. She is like, listen, I am all things busy and I am thriving and surviving it all. So let's hear how she's doing it. Let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy chat. Cordelia Simpson, welcome to the Busy Mumsy podcast. Hey, I'm. thank you so much for inviting me. I can't believe it's another busy mum. Yes, it is another busy So for everyone, Cordelia has the handle Busy Mum, <laughs> Mumsy Yoga, right? At Busy yeah. Mumsy Yoga. Well, Busy Mums Yoga, but actually my first handle was Busy Mums SOS. So I've got two Busy Mum handles. At, uh, oh, yeah. I love that. Aww. Well, you are very busy. You are a mama bear of four. So you are on your toes and also a girl boss. So there's a lot going on and there's a lot to cover. But firstly, I'm still allowed to say this. Happy New Year. Happy 2024 or happy. Maybe perhaps you want to be in 2025 or 2026. I'm cool with it. I'm over. I'm well (laughs) done and over 2023. Listen, I just stopped counting. You know, when it's like, how old is your child? People say, how old are each of your kids? And I've got to the point now where. I don't even remember. We're just getting through it. We're getting through the years. Do we need to put a number on it? <laughs> yeah, why? You have earned your stripes. It is all good. Well, look, I, there's a lot to cover. I'm very excited to dive in, especially the the health and wellness background that you have. But I have to ask out the gate because, oh, my OMG, as I read your bio, what was it like dancing for Beyonce? <laughs> That is one I try to keep so quiet and then it just comes up. Uh, I am sorry, Cordelia, that is on your website, girlfriend. So if you want to keep that quiet, we are. 
take it off, but like you can take it off after this podcast. But right now, yeah, backing dancing was such a huge part of um of, of who I am. I I found dancing when I was thirteen. And I would say that's the first time, that was a, literally the first moment I suddenly thought, ah, oh, like, this is what I'm meant to do. This is like making my soul so happy. Um, so dancing was my kind of first love, really. And then when I was 16, I went to dance school and I trained professionally. And I was I saw myself being on the stage or doing West Ends. Um, Broadway, that kind of thing. And then naturally it kind of evolved into backing dancing. That's just the way, um, it's just the way it went. I went to loads of auditions and that's what just kept coming to me. And, you know, and and you end up dancing for some incredible people. I really, really have danced with some amazing people. Beyonce was way up there. Um, she was beautiful. She was the most loveliest down to earth girl. Um, here she's like amazing. Like, like she's like, oh, so honestly, beautiful. she was so Not lovely. Work. Like she's really lovely. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, it's so nice working for people that are truly passionate about what they do. Um, and we were just there to make the show better, make her show better, but she really made us feel like we were one. Whitney is another one up there for me. Dancing for Whitney for me was an all time. Uh, yeah, that, that, you That's kept that little firecracker. Yeah, I know. On. I know. Yeah, she it was amazing. And and you know what? It was it was short lived because I danced from the age of 19, well, professionally, from 19. Well, I want to say 19 to 20, but it was 19 to 21 because I got pregnant with my first daughter when I was 20. So I danced up until I was uh, five months pregnant with her and I tried to hide it. I remember being on stage. I think I was with the Black Eyed Peas, actually. And I was doing like a freestyle That's and scary. I was doing... No, coming out of my ears. Who are you? Who are yeah. you? And I was doing this freeze, and I remember I think like was, I was like it was like a cartwheel with like one hand, and I remember thinking, hmm, at some point this isn't going to work anymore. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to out it because I knew as soon as I told everyone I was pregnant, health and safety would become a massive thing, and I just thought I'm five months pregnant. I feel amazing, um, and I just thought I'm just going to keep going until. I have to stop. And and really that, you know, I went up until that point and then, yeah, I, I, I took a break. You took a break. And I have to say, you you joined an industry that isn't always the kindest. And uh, mm. how was it for you after you had your daughter? Because I know you, your eldest yeah. is a girl. And uh, how was that for you to kind of, on the other side, you're a new mom, you're in this mm. new body, you're in this new mindset. How was it for you to park your career? Yeah. Your, what, what it was your, what, you said you were love. Like that was yeah. your first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like for me, um, I remember getting pregnant, like I could say, and then thinking, oh, at some point I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to out this and it's a physical job. I'm going to have to stop. Um, and then when I had my first daughter, Karma, I was a single mum when I had her. So I had her on my own. Um, and I remember her being, sort of I was breastfeeding her and I remember getting to sort of three months and thinking right I, I need to get back out there I, I need to to work but I also felt like that was the second moment in my life where I suddenly realized that this is in fact exactly what I'm supposed to do and when I had my daughter I was like wow this has never felt like this was the most natural feeling for me I felt completely at ease I was so young but I felt totally at ease. I felt like, oh, this is 
this is this is what this is me this is what I'm meant to do this is so natural for me so then I was kind of torn because I'd had I'm, I was very very driven very very ambitious I was 20 and then I was met with this you know I've had a baby I want to provide but I was in a very different mindset then when I went back to dancing it was it was no longer for the passion because my passion was actually at home with my daughter um and and it became work it was really interesting actually the shift and then when I went back to dancing it was really weird because I had a baby and I thought I'd go back with this bigger body um and in fact I lost loads of weight and I was I was slightly underweight that's probably the first time in my life I'd ever been underweight I was probably a bit stressed I was bringing up a baby on my own I was trying to provide and it was interesting because the industry actually threw me loads more work because I was thinner than I'd ever been and I found that that was that mentally I had to really work with that because I was always much more voluptuous and curvy before all of a sudden I had this sort of skinny body that I didn't feel was healthy I didn't feel that great but suddenly I had all this work being offered to me um because I was skinny it was yeah and we're talking what so that was the 20 early 2000s 2023 or 20 2003 sorry I skipped a whole 20 years there um so yeah, I went back to work and yes, I was offered lots and lots of work, but the passion for it had definitely, it had dimmed. Um, and, you know, I thought, you know, I'm doing this, but I'm being pulled away from home. Uh, I found traveling much harder, you know, before I loved traveling all around the world, dancing Beyonce, dancing for Whitney, all of a sudden the passion kind of went because I was leaving my baby behind. And I, I was, I was met with this kind of, um, this this decider, like, you know, what is it I really want to do right now? Is it follow my, my heart, my passion, what's always been my dreams? Or what nature and nurture was like pulling me back um, to be at home and to be with my baby? So the universe made that decision for me because when my daughter was one, I met my, my now husband. Um, and within, I think it was within three months of us meeting, I got pregnant with my second daughter. <laughs> and I like to tell this story because it doesn't always end badly, guys. Yeah, it can, it can, it can be a happy ending. <laughs> so we were, to, we met three months after meeting. I found out I was pregnant. Luckily, I knew instantly, like it was love at first sight, and I knew that my husband he was my soulmate. I knew he was. It just felt so right. Everything was perfect. And it was obviously meant to be. And then when I got pregnant with my second daughter, so at that point I had an 18 month old. Oh no, I had a one year old. And then I got pregnant. Um, and at that point I thought, okay, I, I spoke to my husband and he was just, just my boyfriend at the time, just about my boyfriend. And I said, you know, I, I don't think, I think, I don't think I want to dance anymore. I think I want to just be a mum for a bit. And he and he supported me, you know, he supported me and I, I was able to do that. Um, and I do feel really, really grateful that I had that time uh, with the children when they were small. Because um, like I say, I, I am extremely ambitious um, and I was extremely ambitious, but I definitely felt pulled in two directions. And I think a lot of mums do feel that, you know, I have I feel like we have this thing where it's like, you know, as a woman, you, you, you know, can you have it all? And I, I hear so many women saying it, you know. And I hear people saying, yes, you can have it all. But I do think to myself, if I'm totally honest, I've had to sacrifice quite a bit. And I don't know if it is actually true that we can have it all because there have been moments where I've worked loads and I felt guilty and I felt like I'm missing out. I felt like, you know, I wanted to be there at that school play or I wanted to be there and support my kids. But yet I've wanted to work. And then equally, there's been times where I've looked after my children. And I've loved that. But then I felt like, 
well, some of my friends are having these amazing careers and they're achieving all these amazing things. And I felt like I was missing out. So, you know, it's I'm, I'm looking for balance all the time and I'm trying to find that balance. But if I'm totally honest, as, as a mum that has got four children and I'm very um, driven and ambitious, you know, be, be kind to yourself because um, it's not always possible to have it all and it's okay. You know, it's okay not to have it all at the same time. How was it for you to then watch your firstborn go into acting and become, mm. and kind of like grab the torch to be like, okay, now I'm, it, it's now time for me to perform. Like, how was that mm. kind of like movement for you? Yeah. So seeing, so I think because I come from an, an industry that a performing background, it felt more natural than, you know, maybe for other parents, it might be not necessarily a natural progression. So I did definitely encourage her. Um, Karma's always been very flamboyant and very creative. And for her, it just seemed like the natural thing. And, and she started acting really young. So she got into a, a BBC drama uh, called The Dumping Ground, which is like, it's like in the UK, it's like um, you, we used to have Biker Grove and um, it's like they're really popular, really popular kids dramas. And so she started that when she was 12 and she used to travel to Newcastle, uh, which is seven hours away from from London. And she used to do that every week and then come home on the weekends. And, and it was, yeah, that, that was that was tough. But I supported her um, because it was something she wanted to do. And there were moments where she found it really, really challenging. But we always came back to, I just sort of said to her, look, you know, this is a choice. You know, you don't have to do this. Um, but really, when she when we sat and spoke about it, 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 she loved it. She absolutely loved it. And even at such a young age, she had to weigh up. Hang on a minute. This is something that's making my heart sing. It's the same thing we just spoke about, isn't it? It's like she loved it. And she was really enjoying it. But then there was this side of it where she felt like she was missing out on being home. Um, so it was very young for her to, to start learning that lesson. Um, but yeah, she, you know, she's still acting now. And I think she's handling the industry really, really well. I'm really proud of her. Now, how has it been, mama of four, how have you through the years kind of transitioned and found now your love of movement in ways of helping mm -hmm. others? Because now you're yoga certified and you're the founder of the Tula Find Your yeah. Balance. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, to, to, to the balance. balance. Yeah. So, so how was this journey for you? And was do you feel like that the kids got to a certain age, and then you're like, you know what? Now I can move on to just now focus back on me. Or has this been something that's like you've been working on hand in hand? So it it kind of went two ways, really. I definitely got to a point in my life where I got to a bit of a crossroads, and I I knew I wanted. I knew I was still ambitious. I knew I wanted to get back into not necessarily working, but I've always been very driven to have, to fulfill like a kind of an inner goal of performing or um, how do I explain it? I, I, I always knew that I wanted to offer something to the masses. I knew that I, I felt like from a young age, that like that's what my destiny is to do something that is not going to be just necessarily finishing my lifetime. It's going to be a legacy. You know, it's going to support not just me, not just my family, but far more people than that. So I, I knew that was within me, um, but I kept, I lost my direction a bit. I was, I wanted to be a presenter for a long time. And I thought, oh, this is, this is kind of like my focus. So I, I am actually a presenter on QVC. I heard you had, you had another presenter on, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I've, so had, I've had a couple 
people on from America, from from yeah. So I'm a yeah, I'm a presenter on QVC, but I'm a guest presenter, like a fitness presenter. So I so I did that, and um, it was really weird because I got that that role, and that was kind of what I've been aiming towards. And then I got it, and I was like, oh, I still got this kind of uh, this something that's telling me like this isn't it. This isn't this wasn't the goal. Like you've got more to offer. Um, so I always had a passion to become a yoga teacher, but I always saw it was going to be something I did in my later life. So maybe like my sixties or my seven, I thought I was going to be this great granny yogi, if I'm totally honest. And I thought, oh, it's too slow paced for me now. I'll do it eventually. And I got to a yeah point in my life where I just kind of felt a bit lost. I was struggling a bit with my health. I was struggling with some hair loss. Um, I was struggling with some gut problems. Um, I tried lots of different things, couldn't pinpoint it. I was feeling a bit low. I started seeing a therapist um, to try and work through everything and just seeing if, you know, what's going on. And I I sort of couldn't get to the bottom of it. And then I just basically came to this realisation that actually I feel like I need to take some time out for myself, which is hard with four kids. And at this point, my children were 10, 12, 13 and 14 Yes, so they're very close in age. There's five years between the first and the last. So all at secondary school. And I basically, um, I knew I wanted to do the yoga teacher training in India. Um, and I and it's a month. And I basically just, I just thought may, may, maybe now's the time. I um, love I India. Said, oh, I love India. It was in Goa. Ah, it, was nice. a, oh, it was beautiful. So yeah, I spoke to my husband. I was like, oh, I feel like I want to do this now, but I don't really. And he, you know, he, it wasn't easy. It wasn't smooth sailing. We kind of discussed it. And and he was at the time, you know, the breadwinner and I was at home. So it was a big, you know, big, big um, a disruption for the whole family, me going away. And I was, I was absolutely like covered in guilt, like so much guilt. Oh, my God. I just thought, okay, I spoke to so many different people and women, so many women were saying to me, just do it, you know, it's fine, you know, they'll survive, it's not a big deal, just go to, go for it, you need to do this for yourself. So I, so I did, and um, that was, I honestly, I went there for a month, and that was the best thing I could have ever done. Um, I was saying this to my husband last night, if I could say to my younger self, if I could say to myself when the kids were younger, take time for yourself, like go away for a weekend on your own or go and spend a day, not just, because what I find as mums, we have like our our mother-in-law might help us or whoever helps us, friend helps us, and you can grab a coffee or you can have a bath in peace, but you're not actually doing something that's going to benefit, you're not doing a course or you're not doing a retreat or you're not doing, you're actually just kind of finding little tiny chunks that you might be able to find a bit of respite actually take some time out for yourself you know go and do something that you're going to really benefit from um guilt-free and actually my children have 100 them seeing me do that has helped them to grow as people that my daughters i think it was important for them to witness me do that for myself i think it's made them realize their own worth they it's made them all realize my worth as well um and i saw my mum working full-time and she it made me made me definitely think, okay, if I work hard, we're going to have nice things. So I do think it's important for children to see their mums go out and do stuff for themselves or work or, or whatever it is. So yeah, I took that time out, went off and did that, came back. And then I just started teaching some local students. I'd already been teaching fitness 
for 10 years prior to that, but the yoga I hadn't been teaching. So, and I want to make that clear. I've been teaching fitness for 10 years and I liked it, but my, my health was not tip top. I looked amazing, but I didn't feel amazing. And I think, you know, that's something I think for me as in the biggest learning, you can be fit, but you might not be internally fit. You might not be mentally fit. And I say mentally, because that yeah. then starts to connect, right? So you might Absolutely. feel like in the room teaching, but really you're just not connected. Exactly. You know, and everyone used to say to me, oh, you look amazing. You've had four kids. And I'd be like, okay. So I was getting this language. like, Oh, I look great. So I thought, well, what's wrong with me? My hair's falling out. My gut's crap. And, you know, it's only then starting practicing the yoga that everything just started to fall into place. I started feeling great. My energy picked up. Um, I started feeling like I was living my purpose for the, you know, again, so from the dancing to then having the kids, that was the next point in my life that I was like, ah, oh, this is it. This is what you're meant to be doing again. You know, that intuition. So I just started teaching people locally and it just grew. And now I've started um, my own business called Tula. So Tula Balance, Tula in Sanskrit, which is like yogic texts, ancient Indian texts, means balance. So my whole thing, um, you know, it's hard to get that balance, but I like to, I'm always working on how can I find balance? And that's why that's what it is, Tula, find your balance. Because it doesn't mean we're, we're going to be balanced. We might be balanced for 1% of our time. We might feel balanced. 99% of the time you're going to feel imbalanced. But that doesn't mean we can't search for it. That doesn't mean we can't look at, oh, am I getting enough rest? Or am I exercising? Am I getting enough fresh air? Am I getting enough sunlight? Am I spending enough time with my friends? Am I spending enough time with my kids? Am I working hard enough on my goals and my dreams? So that's, for me, what's really, really important in my life. I like to make sure that I'm I'm trying to look for that balance all the time. And that's what I'm sharing now. That's where I find my well-being. And that's what I'm sharing with others uh, through yoga. Um, through retreats and workshops and classes. Uh, I'm trying to share that. And yeah, it's, it's really flourishing and I'm loving it. How also I, I found on your platform that you are also raising awareness for what you did go through with LB2 mm -hmm. gene mutation. Yeah. Could you share a little bit more of that as a, I, I mean, I, I'm very much going into this, just asking the question is I don't even know. Yeah, I'm no. very transparent. And obviously, this was life changing for you mm -hmm. and um, for you mentally and physically. So would you mind sharing that journey? Yeah, of course. So um, amongst all of uh, yeah, what me having four kids and sort of juggling different uh, paths, when I was 25, I lost my mum to cancer. So she had um, ovarian cancer. And I was really, really close with my mum. You know, she was massively my role model and she she was my like my biggest fan as well. She made me feel so worthy and so capable. And losing her was was really, really challenging. It was a time where I had, you know, three small children. Um, it was tough. It was really tough. So I then um I, I, we, we, we tried to find out if there was a gene and we were told basically that we we can't find out because my mum wasn't tested. So it, you, you have to have a parent that carries the gene to be tested. But this this niggle was always there in the back of my mind that I wanted to check if it was a gene and if there was a way of me preventing this from happening. Obviously, being a mum myself, I didn't want my children 
to experience what what I had. That's you know was was the biggest fear for me, I suppose. So then we, we saw it. I must have been sort of like four or five years past, and we lost my um, cousin to breast cancer, and she was only four, in her mid forties. She had two very young children, and she had the she had the gene test, and she carried the gene. So due to her carrying the gene, we were then able to then push and be able to be gene tested, me and my sister. Um, so only this year, this honestly has been, my mum has been, it's been 15 years this year that she died and we only were able to get the test last year. So it was been a real long drawn out procedure. Uh, we also lost my auntie as well last year. So that's to my mum and her sister and my cousin. So there's a lot in the family and she carried the gene. So we had the test, me and my sister at the beginning of last year. And this is called POW-B2. So everyone knows about the Barat gene. But the POW-B2 gene, most people haven't heard of it. Um, it's quite unknown. But it works in a very similar way to the BRAC gene. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, very, very similar. So it's breast cancer and ovarian cancer linked. So me and my sister both had the test. You've got 50-50 chance of carrying it. So if one parent carries it, you've got 50-50 chance of carrying it. Bearing in mind at this time, we didn't even know if my mum had the gene. We, we were just guessing. Um, and anyway, me and my sister both carried the gene. So it came back that we both were POW-B2 positive. Um, so that was the beginning of last year. And to be totally honest, I'd already made the decision in my heart that the only option for me was to have a double mastectomy if I found out that I was going to, if I had the gene. Um, I already had decided that. So it didn't really take a lot of thinking about because I'd been processing it for 15 years. Do you see what I mean? So I already, it wasn't something that was just all of a sudden. Um, yeah, and I, I made that decision to have double mastectomy, which basically obviously reduces massively my chances of getting breast cancer. So I had that done in the summer in August. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, I don't want to say it necessarily it was tough because I felt like I had so many tools um, due to the way I live my life that if I'm, if I'm totally honest with anybody that is going through anything like this, I was actually amazed how well I coped with the whole thing. I keep thinking like, at what point <laughs> is this gonna hit me like a ton of bricks? Because, you know, yes, the op was challenging and yes, I it took me six weeks or eight weeks to recover. Um, have I got full range of movement back? Yes. Are my boobs the same as they were before? No. Have I got these new boobs? Yes. Are they okay? Yeah, they're fine. You know, are they perfect? No, but does it really matter? I just feel okay about it. I really, really do. And I just feel so grateful that it's done. And that, that element of I mean, you have your yeah. health. Like that, yeah. at the end of the day, like that's the 100% goal. Yeah, exactly. I felt instantly relieved. Like as soon as I came round after surgery, I just felt an instant, it's like someone lifted a weight off of me. I just felt this instant relief. I was, yeah, I was overwhelmed. I remember just coming out of the anesthetic and just crying, just sobbing. And I hadn't cried up, until, like, even when I found out I had the gene, up until the point of the surgery, I'd been quite level. And then it was like this instant release. Um, I'd obviously just been carrying this kind of burden. So yeah, that was that. And then I, I, I can think about having um, a hysterectomy but because I'm still in my 40s, it's something they kind of look at when I get nearer to 50. It's something I think I probably will do. But at the moment, I'm like, let's just one hurdle at a time. 
Um, I've got past this one. Let me just enjoy life for the next sort of seven years and, and we'll see. No one no one knows where a medicine might be at that stage as well. So I feel, I feel like let's just live for the moment now. And uh, Your yeah, strength and positivity, I tell you what, I, I'm sure a lot of the Busy Mumsy listeners are going, well, how can I bottle this? Yeah. Yeah. I, where yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. It's interesting because I I did a class yesterday, like a community class, and I said to my husband, I feel like there's a lot of people at the moment going through quite a lot. It's a, quite a heavy. Feels quite a heavy time. Sometimes it can be, you know, when you go into the darker months, and you know, you're kind of like just ready to shed, you know, and and can come into the new. And I said to him, you know, I I feel so lucky because, you know, we don't really have anything in our lives that is that that's really going on that's that bad and he, and he reminded me he said actually you've had a really tough year <laughs> like you you've had a massive operation you've had a really challenging year um so you have had to deal with tough things but it's the way you deal with it it's the way you've worked through it it's the way you're seeing it and I think for me it's that looking at the gratitude looking at what I do have really focusing on supporting myself physically, mentally, emotionally. And with, for me, that is yoga, that that is. Um, and making that time, like I said, if I could say to my younger self, making that time, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's an hour, maybe it's one day once a month where I'm just prioritizing myself um, and just tuning into what I really need, I really think is so important. I feel like we live in such a busy world. Um, you know, me and you have both named ourselves Busy Mum. And even I look back at that now, I gave myself that name seven eight years ago and now I'm like mm, that whole busyness it's become like a thing like oh it's just normal to be busy and actually we can be busy but it's it's more about how do we then find the space within the busyness how do I find those little sections you know I I'm actually playing off of busy for a brand that I'm launching this year mm. um, I've been working uh, like 2023 was like a dumpster fire for me personally, but I had this project that I had been working on and working on and shifting and moving an idea here and an idea fails and yeah. all those kinds of things. And in this new year, um, I'll be launching a product and I'm really excited about it, but, and, and, and it's called busy, but it, but it's not based around that hustle culture. It's not yeah. based around that nose to the grind. You remember the whole, mm. like, swoosh thing in the 90s when it was like really about hard athletic. So we're all busy. Like we're, I mean, my daughter is busy. So <laughs> we're all busy. You know what I mean? Like, so it's yeah. like, how can we take a word that has the yeah. connotation of like, kind of like rough mm -hmm. and be like, but I'm going to be busy, but also take care of myself. And exactly. Nurture myself. Yeah. And so that's like, part of the busyness. It's another it is, thing that we're doing, isn't it? absolutely is which is why i'm like mm. so excited to launch these three skews this you know so soon it's just like it, I'm, I'm literally having another baby this year just in how, how do you, can i ask you how do you find it obviously having the kids and you're balancing because how old are your children i have um a girl and she is nearing four you know what i'd be very and i've actually been very honest about this on the platform I moved to Uganda in yeah. October of 2022. Um, basically on my, 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 my last like, kind of like 
smoke of coffee, like literally like the engine was just like the smoke was ending, the coffee was running out and I was just kind of like, I'm, I'm wiped. My, my business just was not, it, it just got slaughtered through COVID and I wasn't able to get, pick myself back up. I, I wasn't supported in the sense of the, the people that worked for me. I didn't, there was no support there. I was just paying paychecks and it just, like you just, you just know, right. You know, when something's up and when something is done and yeah. I had gotten business to in other locations and whatnot. And so when I left in that October, it was me at my, just no, nowhere even near busy. I was depleted and see busy makes me happy. Busy makes me being a busy yeah. mumsy brings me joy. Like being yeah. with my daughter. So, so to your question mm -hmm. of like, how do you find that balance or whatever? Mm. I come to Uganda and I get to see my husband every day. It might not be for a long period of time, but I get to have coffee with him in the morning and I get to have dinner with him at night and he gets to see our daughter grow up. Yeah. His is here. Mm. I get to have time because why? We have help here. Yeah. I be very mm. transparent in saying the cost of living here is very, very different compared to a London two bedroom apartment, mm -hmm. um, very different to childcare, whether you know, my, my daughter is in a school, it's like, it's a international school, but it's half the price of London. Yeah. So yeah. it is finding, it is finding, mm -hmm. I have an amazing nanny. I have an amazing nanny. I do yeah, not have exactly. yeah. I'm saying that. She helps yeah. my daughter write letters. Mm -hmm. I literally was just saying to her the other day, I was like, Addie is really excelling with like uppercase D and lowercase mm -hmm. D. And she's yeah, we've been working on it. And I was like, yeah, you have been working on that with her. And I am so thankful for you for working. Exactly. With well, he's creating a network of support, isn't it? And nothing as, wrong with that. No. And I think as long as children feel supported, so whether it's, you know, a nanny or a family member or a friend mm -hmm. or you, your heart as long as they feel that support. And, and the thing is, we can't, we can't do it all. And I think, no. It's really important to recognize, I think, as a, as a woman, like I've always had this ambition. Like you're saying, I like being busy. I like getting shit done. And I think because I had my kids so young, I was able to kind of take a step back because I thought, well, I've got a bit of time. I felt like, you know, by the time I get to my 30s, I can, I can go again. But if I'd had my children later, I would have been met with, well, even my career would have been established and I'm going to have to find some balance. Or if it wasn't, I still would have been hungry for it. So, you know, I, I, th I think it's important that there is no there's no wrong or, or right way of doing it. But I think as a woman, it's not being too hard on ourselves. And yeah. if you know if you do have that ambition, follow your dreams, you know, listen to your heart, because that's what makes your heart sing. But, you know, try and get in the support network where you can so that you're able to like, you know, just find your groove a little bit because it's, it's tough. It is really tough. Well, I know that your children, your family, your husband, everyone makes your heart sing. Mm. But your business is also a huge part of you. Yeah. So what are we going to see this year for Tula Find Your Balance for yeah. you as Busy Mumsy Yoga? Like what are what is in the pipeline for you this year that we will be seeing unfold? Well, that this year, 2024, going into 2025, is we've got, I think we've got three retreats in Italy. So we've got 
uh, two retreats. I like to call my retreats. So these are like the balance retreats where you have like, you can drink wine, you can do yoga, you can chill, you can just do whatever you want. And then I'm running an intensive retreat for those people that want to kind of dig a bit deeper. So that's in um, another one in Italy. So that'd be amazing. And then we are doing a big event in February. I'm, I've got a hall in Hyde Park. So anyone in London on the 4th of February, on Sunday, I'm doing a big event, three hours. It's going to be yoga, breath work. I'm going to chat to everyone about my life and my experiences. And then we're going to have a beautiful sound bath. So that's something to definitely, I would love to have as many of the, my community and people that can't usually get to events at that one. And then I'm just going to keep growing. You know, I'm just going to keep growing locally. I want to support more teachers, give them a platform, help them to, you know, create a business out of being a yoga teacher. I'm really passionate about that because um, so many people think, oh, they can't, they can't be a yoga teacher and survive, you know, but you can, you know, you really, really can. There's enough space for all of us. And then 2025, I'm doing another retreat in Bali at the beginning of 2025. So that was a dream retreat for me this year um, or last year. So I'm going to bring it again. It was really special. Oh, I love it. Well, you have a very busy, busy. So busy. Year. I could have carried on then. There was more and more and more. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cordelia Simpson, thank you so much for your time, your words of wisdom. You are a true inspiration. Oh, thank you for having me. Honestly, it's nice to be heard. Really nice. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yes! Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. Please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia. Yeah. <laughs>